Hello, everyone. This is Tagore Almeida from the Uncultured Company. I welcome to my podcast, A Pint of Imbecile Wisdom. Everyday people, everyday conversations, and great inspirations. Today, I have with me somebody who I'm very like. I'm very privileged to have known him and have him in my life for a very long time. But it's an honor to have him on my podcast again. He was part of my podcast in season one, uh, and I'm talking about some a topic which I embraced. very recently i wish i had done it much before but uh, well as they say better late than never so i have with me today yogi pradeep ulal namaste sir how are you welcome namaste namaste and welcome to our podcast thank before you we the, before we get into the topic i just want to tell people a little bit about uh, yogi pradeep ulal he actually is the founder of the kevala foundation a uh, heaven on earth as it has been referred to by many people who have been there and have heard about it truly a heaven on earth it's a few hours drive from the south indian city of bangalore pradeep gave up everything that he had and put everything of his life his wealth and his time to creating this uh, this place called the kevala foundation where human beings the mind the body the soul connect with the universe okay to be one with the universe to be one to come down to the simplicities of living life and what i love about this gentleman is that he makes it scientific so whatever he talks about has got nothing to do with religion it has nothing to do with your faith he encourages you to carry on with your faith the way you are but he brings onto the table the science of life and by that what i mean is yoga yoga has been and if i may use the term very carefully bastardized in many ways in many parts of the world where people have taken the ancient scientific not religious but the scientific art of yoga and tried to commercialize it and this we're not here to talk about that today here i'm about i'm here to talk to yogi pradeep ulal about the science of yoga its benefits the misconceptions and i'm actually going to put him to a test today as well to say show me something that i can actually sh- share with my audience that will instantly benefit them and then if you want to know b- more about it i will tell you how to get in touch with the kevala foundation and obviously with yogi pradeep ulal himself so excuse my long introduction i don't usually do that uh, but i had to do this because i feel it's so precious about just spending time with you and also also about the matter that we're going to talk about so let's start off a little bit with the kevala foundation uh, tell us a little bit about the kevala foundation please kevala foundation is basically a a charitable trust we are we have created this trust so that we can channelize all our work to reach people of this world to enrich them in many ways first and foremost to enable the human wave itself to empower the humanity what has happened is there is nothing wrong really wrong with our planet except that the humans have gone crazy in the in the game of uh, so called consumerism so the, the very movement itself was to bring the humanness back through a, a scientific approach of cleansing and purification the more and more we cleanse our instrument we and align it we will experience the fullness the wholesomeness of 
what it means to be in this body side so definitely a transformation happens when we are clean and pure our outlook to life changes the way we connect with animals with the all other life forms with nature everything shifts it's because our attitude is basically a bunch of characteristics of our dna and the at the way we have been cultured and programmed so it takes effort so we decided that we need a place it's not just a concept no point in philosophizing so we need a place so it took us a lot of effort to actually build a place deep in the nature and sanctify it consecrate it so that when people come here they can actually experience the the beauty of nature undisturbed pristine silent pure oxygen pure water and a sanctified space that is vibrant naturally and on top of it consecrated with the uh, cosmic energies so kevla foundation is by naturally ingrained as a heaven and earth so it is to align us in many possible ways to bring about a celebration of life which to me is most important we have forgotten how to laugh we have forgotten how to connect with music we have forgotten how to honor nature we have forgotten how to relate with humans so this are may sound very basic but it is gone missing so we need a break from the usual routine uh, way of operating and uh, them to a point where they can experience the purest aspect so that it the corrupted mindset will get cleansed and you can experience the real wave what we are here for on this planet it's a big big because from there on it can't be the same again life will change for good and i feel that it's happening thank you so that's the kevala foundation now one of the core things of the kevala foundation is yoga yes tell us a little bit about yoga before we come to himalaya kriya let's talk a little bit about the science of yoga why is yoga important at its core and basic values see when we were when the humans first walked on this planet we did not need yoga because we were so endowed with the cosmic awareness that we could connect with one with a flash of a thought we could connect to the cosmic source to the light to the matrix but eventually this is how the design is that we move from the highest to the lowest it is and it's a cycle so this is a dark age we all accept it it's a kali yuga here we are dealing with the dark matter more than anything else we are dealing with the the lowest aspect of our uh, endowments as well as that we need something superior technology to deal with viruses bacteria with germs with there's a different warfare happening within us we can't help it we have chosen to come on this planet during kali yuga means we have to be equipped better otherwise we will succumb to it you seen covid uh, shook up this human world like crazy why people were taken for we got that we are the lords of this planet we can do anything we want and suddenly now we look so vulnerable we can so on our knees what we have forgotten is that we could align ourselves to back to the original blueprint we forgotten that there is a superior chemical laboratory inside us embedded which can be activated to give us a disease free body and align us to the blueprint that is forgotten yoga is a science of integration the science of balance science of element science of connecting so 
it makes us more and more integrated it make puts us from our scattered fragmented imagery to a very contained pillar of light which is self sufficient self powered uh, self ingrained to the origin to the central axis of the void to the uh, magnificence of the sun to the magnificence of the matrix the where we are drawing energy from so it is a science not just of stretching and breathing but it is a science of union union with the source from where we have emerged out as a projection so miss lot of uh, misthinks is that yoga has become just a tool for uh, staying away from uh, routine uh, stress of life it's like a de-stressor but then it's that's the basic foundation of it where we have to get a small little glimpse of it from there begins the journey of uh, elevation so step by step we begin to unravel the gift which is already there it's all wrapped we need to unwrap this gift and realize that we are actually in a powerful star portal we have all the star portals inside us we have planetary portals inside us we are we are like an uh, experimentation of the cosmos all that is prefitted embedded factory setting but we don't know what to do with it We're discovering these features one by one by more we unravel more we become cosmic in nature that means we are discovering the essence which is embedded inside so yoga enables us to grasp the essence and flourish it and project the expression so beautifully that we are more complete as you correctly said it's it's a science of a connect between all of the elements of life and being able to, and the and retaining the purity within oneself but now you have actually mastered if, if i can use that word correctly the art of something called himalaya kriya okay it, it's a form of yoga as well tell us a little bit about himalaya kriya and what is this about specifically yeah uh, many years ago uh, i encountered a lot of um, problems in this own body this body i went through uh, severe tests impossible diseases impossible misalignments i was literally crawling from my bed i didn't know what to do and i had no answers i tried it looked like i was misfit for uh, even doing a classical method of yoga then i said what am i here for i can't even sit in masana how can i be called as yoga guru what nonsense is this how can i work with this so I started unraveling there must be a better mechanic to help me first before i even try to help others what should, what is this mechanism that enables us to rewire this body recalibrate reattune this body back to its need for me to approach the only the classical traditional method where i felt i was a misfit i felt that i could not accomplish the uh, preset goals what has been placed this is if i cannot do this is this the way yoga is the what do you call it a competition or a you know measurement process what does it take for the kudalani to rise to its peak glory is there a one particular uh, asana or a mudra or a breath work what is that what is the required for us to get to that level of alignment so that pushed quest uh, put me into this path work that there has to be a superior way a profound way to 
get the body back in alignment in the in the fastest possible way, not just long drawn life process. So I started working on this body. Many lifetimes of work started unraveling within me. I started, it was intuitively coming. I did not try to attend any program and come to know of it. It started intuitively guided, coming as a guidance, and I realized that it is coming from a, you know ascended beings. So many masters, Mahatma Baba Ji. Uh, was the primal force for this uh, science just i did not see any imagery of a master in front of me but i i used to get a pain strong pain in my body and i would do intuitively some work on it then it would release and i said where is this knowledge coming from how did i know so the first basic primary thing was that this body experienced tremendous pains discomfort problems and i worked it and it the new technique revealed so to a gradual Uh, evolution process of more than 3 years i discovered that it is possible to attain a disease free body himalayan kriya yoga is a science of mukti which means this uh, freedom from disease which means decal decalcification lot of calcium deposits in the in the body makes us arthritic okay and decarbonization which makes us more and more slow uh, if there is carbons in our body make makes us dull we are 93% helium in this body so the lightness how do we derive that lightness in this body through the i found out through nitrification process using the tongue the ears that it is possible to attain a superior way of uh, accessing the helium which is 93% so obviously you have to seal the buoyancy the lightness and detoxifying the lot of toxin which is inherently stored in across so many gaps in our body which needs to be dispelled decalcified detoxified decarbonized detox this whole instrument to a point where it can be the brightest essence so the proof is right in front of you i still i am this body is 52 years old i run like a 16 year old i feel vibrant disease free and this body has been tested and applied in so many places so the true effect of it is there in front of us to be seen otherwise it becomes just a pseudo science so i okay, tried this on so many on people and sorry. sorry hold on a second hold on a second sorry to interrupt you yeah. again but you're talking about the science and you know this this body and but you also pursued a phd okay uh, i i know yeah. you're getting a lot of intuitions uh, and you don't know where they were coming from but you pursued a phd as well which helped you understand yeah. what you what you're bringing to the table tell me a little bit about that uh well see i primarily began a very very mixed uh, uh what do you call experimentation i started my journey as an aviation mechanical engineer in the indian air force so i used to work on crash tech crafts and make them we are part of a team which crash tech crafts like that. So realize that if we can uh, fix the aircrafts, we can fix bodies also. <laughs> so if if we can repair a crashed aircraft, we can repair a body which is diseased. So basically means it's engineering. Basically, you see, I come from an engineering background, and then I started applying it to the human senses. So I took up uh, sociology. I started studying societies, people. I started under, uh, re- relating with physiognomy, understanding physical body, how the shape is. Started studying phrenology, the skull shape. Started studying uh, body language to understand human uh, attitude. 
the way they spoke, way they held themselves, started studying cultures, languages, uh, music. So it's an integration. Finally, the social quotient, which is very crucial to understand people before you actually impart a science like this. It's not easy to deal with people. They come with big walls, the big fat titanium walls. So how to crash these walls? So you need to have a heart in place to be able to connect with people. It's not about just uh, you know just a which is just can be unraveled. You need to connect. So it needs a lot of practice of uh, purification techniques to able to connect with that heart so that we can. So I studied the PhD for the reason that not to uh, uh, claim that this is the only way, but, but I wanted to put across a thesis that how to attain a state of flow. You are sitting in, uh, in, in, a, in a stillness. That was my major work is people say I'm, I'm locked. I don't know what to do. I said, well, you can develop tremendous levels of movement even in deep stillness. That level of uh, breath work can happen. That level of intensification can happen through uh, chants, through breath work, through power of intent. So it started to unravel many things that this body is not just what it has been conceived. It is a hollow pillar of light and we don't know how to deal with this. So yoga is not just about doing the classical routine programs it's about realizing the morphogenetic capacity of this body to gain a structural integrity so all this matters emotions thoughts uh, our connections everything so studying all this helped me to relate to the science faster better especially with people so that the thing ultimately if, we, if this science has cannot just work on one person it has to work on many people so that it can be fully replicated and that that's when phd came into so 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 pradeep i want to ask you then when you talk about himalaya kriya where it's got the basic exercises that you actually you know show people and whatever what is the importance of the connect between a human body and the rest of the surrounding around us and why is it important see we are like a a microcosm by itself, complete in itself. This body was not, you know, something which was meant to be a separate organ and come organism which was meant to be languishing in planet Earth and left there for good. It has ability to connect to the cosmic source, to the allied beings, to the assembled channels. So, how can we treat this body as a separate mechanism? We, whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not, we have a cord a unique cord which connects us to the matrix all of us we are belonging to the same source we are connected by the same cord we are connected to the same matrix but the levels of our chemical composition is slightly different from each other which makes us unique which makes us feel that as if um, we are so different in reality our realities may slightly alter we may start perceiving it in a different way but deep down inside we are actually come from the same source. We have, for the purpose of entertainment, for the purpose of cosmic, uh, uh, what do you call, variety, we all look different slightly in our, uh, you know, the whole coloration is that we are different. So when we discover through the science of uh, processing purification, that we can feel unity. If you feel unity awareness within you, you feel the 
वायरिंग कनेक्शन विद द्रीज विद द rocks with the oceans rivers mountains sky everything okay. there is only one Hang on. so you say that you find a unity between the rocks and the oceans what's so what what is the benefit it brings to mankind okay so let's let's just say uh, let's just say yogi very respectfully that i tomorrow follow this science of yours and let's just say 6 months down the line one year down the line i have been doing this you know very well and i can feel like all of us i can feel a like connect with the universe the rocks the trees my fellow human beings why is that of benefit to me to my surrounding and to the world itself why is that of importance see look at the kind of violence we have had in this planet the mine i me myself with the territory bounding with the kind of uh, the idea is everything should belong to me i because i am the only one who is in control who wants power games so the minute you feel experience is unity suddenly you realize you're just a small little uh, speck of dust in this whole magnificence and whether your presence is of real relevance or not in what way is the relevance the relevance is you're part of that magnificent unique uh, infinite cosmos and whether you like it or not whether you believe it or not there is a something called as magnetic presence when your presence becomes magnetic something magically starts coming to you all the goodness of life all the beauty of life starts coming to you that to me is the most uh, beautiful state of being you cannot have a war with somebody when you feel unity you cannot uh, have this, this so much of uh, ego conflicts because i'm not saying that you should uh, suddenly become vaporized but you have is retained a small little bit of ego which is good enough to protect your body as a helmet you need a ego is a helmet required for us to protect this body from shattering and or walking a car so basically you need that much ego just to retain that unique identity of a human walking through this plane but at the same time the beauty of awareness of, of the unity is that you're not going to have conflicts constant conflicts that oh i should uh, snatch somebody's property i should make somebody's life difficult i should make uh, my uh, trumpet blowing louder than the others so these are basically ego conflicts which come from a very uh, insecure person if somebody actually follows the himalaya kriya they get at peace with themselves they connect with the universe and that obviously will result in people not wanting to abuse the system abuse the environment around them great i i, I understand that and i truly understand that way it comes from and uh, you know and i personally also have felt that ever since i've been doing the himalaya kriya but then but another thing is that people today because of because you mentioned this because of the consumerism you know lifestyle that we have you know drowned within You know, we're having a we're having a bad day. We say, "Oh, go on a shopping spree." <laughs> you know, that'll make that'll make you feel better. Yeah. Or you're you're feeling low, have a tub of ice cream. You know, so we've kind of these corporates have branded this really well into our DNA that we are dependent on them rather than looking at our inner selves, which you rightly said so has all the answers that we need to look for. So let me ask you this. Right now one of the most common things that people have fatigue 
mental fatigue, uh, feeling low, or even worse, feeling depressed, okay? Headaches, migraines. These are some of the common things that I know people around me have always shared with me that they're having this literally on an every single day basis. I'm gonna put you to the test respectfully, Yogi, saying for somebody who's going through a moment like this, where does your Himalaya Kriya come in? Okay. No philosophy, simple, pure action. Okay. Pull your ears like this, side pull to side. Pull my ears. And pull your tongue. Pull your ears, both with yep. grip, strong grip. Yep. Pull your tongue up. Look, pull your eyes up into the midbrain. And move your tongue. Vigorous, vigorous. And your uh, base of your palm is on the jawline. Now, I know what you're doing. I, I, I know what you're doing. And as ridiculous as it might seem to many people, I can vouch for this that I have been doing that now for about a month and a half, two months. And I have found the difference in myself. And people who have seen me around saying that I'm a lot more calmer in life at the moment. Because I was one of those persons, I'm not a morning person. My first calls of the day, I'm usually growling at people. And that has completely diminished. Just doing something as simple as everybody has said. Would that help people with their headaches and migraines? You can trust it for yourself. So basically, what is happening? Very, why is migraine happening? All, there are blood vessels running across the gateways. These vessels are constricted. Thanks to our lifestyle, we are not connected to the circadian rhythm very deeply. There is not enough vasodilation. The vessels are constricted. So if there is lack of nitric oxide flowing in our mechanism, which is crucial for us, our, all our brain vessels to open up and expand. You, I told you unity awareness. Unity awareness is only possible if nitric oxide flows. But it should flow in balance, not uh, overwhelming nitric oxide. So we should have a strike balance of how much nitric oxide is required, how much nitrous oxide is required to have a sense of deep connection with the cosmic laughter which comes from the core of the belly. When we are blissful from inside because of our attitude and this attitude comes when we strike a balance. What is this so-called stress because of over-intellectualizing life? We are trying to find algorithms, we are finding uh, problems. All the time, most of the corporatization is nothing but trying to figure out, find a problem and give a solution. So. The real problem is we are not in synchronicity with life. So we need to find problems. Okay. So the biggest, is that saying? No head, no headache. Basically, if you stop over-intellectualizing your head, you are having problems. Okay. No, no, but I, I, I disagree with that because I actually know somebody very close to me who for no fault or uh, reason uh, suffers from migraines literally at least yeah. three times in a week. There are technical reasons also. There could be so many other reasons. Uh, could be, um, you know, imbalance in the chemicals that flows. We, our brain is like a crazy um, chemical laboratory. All There should be enough body salts. These are simple people 
who don't understand all these terminologies they just are people who are going through these challenges in life and what i hope comes out of this chat with you yogi is i think uh, i agree with you but at the same time if we have the um, all the time in the world uh, to discover uh, drugs and alcohol we have so can spend a few moments to discover our own I, body i i totally agree with that but i just don't want it to be an overload <laughs> of terminology but here's a one more thing i want i want to ask you and this has been obviously coming from the experience that i've been deep diving into to understand more about this the connect with all of us you know as you know uh it's been now what 9 or 10 months i've become a vegetarian i feel that has helped me as well and doing the himalaya kriya now for the past month and a half two months has definitely helped in as well but what i've also noticed is one thing is when we talk about consuming right uh it's not just the food that we intake but it's also the thoughts and the emotions of people around us it's about what we are watching on 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 you know on ott platforms everything is actually becoming a part of what is creating the toxins within us can you just talk to us briefly a bit about the impact of these things in our lives yeah beautiful i first and foremost basic foundation is what is this body need it needs first and foremost the ability to grasp the bounty of nature fresh farm food the lesser you cook the better even if you have to cook the the subtle inner balance tells you that you should need six types of taste you should need you should body to have tangy taste it should have pungent it should have sweet sour bitter people have now become constricted to only few kinds of food because it is easy to pull it out of the fridge and just mm, put it in microwave and eat it so oh, that culture has disturbed our ability to uh, nourish ourselves with all kinds of food the nature is given all its bounty you know there is a, a fruit called star fruit it's so high rich in vitamin c it would give you so much immunity but people say oh it's so uh, sour that i cannot eat taste it obviously all the uh, nourishment which comes from life cannot be a comfort food but i want to ask you uh, another question i want to ask you another question which i think is very relevant to my to my users if you were to give somebody five tips of 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 living well being what would those five things be just in quick bullet points five things as a gift to my audience five things first and foremost attitude to life okay the attitude to life is that live that be you cannot change anybody you just have to be first figuring out the self what is happening within be within witness the joyful aspect of if we are good enough to be a, a gift on this planet we can help each other to make a better world ability to laugh and understand two? the joke of life is that number 2 yeah ability to laugh at the joke of life what do you mean by the joke of and life <laughs> yes i like that term <laughs> what is the joke of life everything is a joke what this whole cosmos is a joke people thought it's a serious project it project that we come here to unravel some code unravel some algorithm we will never get there what's going to happen research and development is a, a, an evolution of mankind so 
you know, uh, that wouldn't happen if everybody just sat down and said, life's a joke, you know, and enjoy, enjoy this. Yeah, but then life. I'm not saying that we should not discover. You will discover the gift of the cosmos by all this exploration and you will get to laugh more. Okay. When you unravel a beautiful gift from your friend, which is innovative, which is so powerful and beautiful, don't you feel the joy of unraveling it? Yeah. The gift is not in life and imagining things. I'm not asking you to lie down and just laugh at life. I'm saying discover the joys by when you, uh, all the epiphany moments are laughter. Oh, Why is it laughter? It's a, it is because you have cracked open something very powerful. Okay. Number three. Number three, uh, power of love. So what do you mean by the okay. power of love, Yogi? I mean, what? that's a beautiful thing. It sounds like poetry. But what do you mean by that in, no. in an everyday life? Um, what has happened to us is we thought that love means only between two people. Love is such a narrow passage, there is no room for two. That means wherever division that I and you, that this so-called I and you, male, female, um, rich, poor, so-called differentiations make uh, poverty, miserable feeling. Love is, is, is so pure and so um, profound in its effect that it crosses the barriers, the so-called conditioned programming barriers which society culturing has given us, that we have to in a certain way, then only love can happen. Love, could, love is so powerful that it can happen anywhere. It could happen to you on the street, it could happen to you in an elevator, it could happen to you just for no reason. It just clicks, something clicks inside. Love is alignment. Okay. Love for power is very dangerous because it is corrupting. Number four? Number four, alignment is our responsibility. Alignment with everything, alignment with life. See, life is already pouring its gift through us. It is like a micro strands, like how you can't see the wireless currents. There are waves passing through all of us from the cosmos, it is enriched waves, but we are not grasping it because we thought we were so busy in our project of problem finding, we have forgotten that there is a micro strands of cosmic waves passing through us. Our trans receiver has gone dead. We need to attune our trans receiver so that we can get the waves back, the cosmic waves back. Our channel is defunct right now. We need to get the it functional. So through the body, through the breath, through the spirit we can unlock the portals inside us we become more and more aware that we are a cosmic being that alignment is our responsibility don't expect some magic to happen straight away okay, number five yeah okay uh, laughter is the best medicine i'm so glad you said that but in your top five yogi uh, you don't have things like exercising you don't have things like breathing, like a lot of other yoga people will tell you, exercise, yoga, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. You haven't put that in your top five. And that's what I really love about you is that you've got such a different approach to what yoga is all about, you know? So you've got these top five things. Let me ask you things that I know a lot of my listeners will be wanting to know. Where does exercise fit into it very quickly? Alignment is part of the exercise. See, when do we, uh, if you take, when you are you are born with a certain vibrancy, frequency, 
if you see a baby it's already stretching itself it is already moving itself it is so supple and it is flowing only when our rigid thought forms start happening to us we become more and more inflexible more and more difficult because the way we process information it is very making us heavy so the idea of life is to flow to flow like a river so initially there is we have to deal with our resistance gradually as we become more and more lighter in our attitude and we figure out ways to unlock this breath within us the river of current within us the nadi is inside us body begins to flow to experience its own magnificent river which is merging with the oceanic bliss the bliss is our original calling bliss is our original inherent state we have to access this bliss by flow that flow can happen only when you start exper- experimenting you don't know what will click you into bliss sometimes it could be just a piece of music sometimes it could be just a feeling of elevation how important is diet to the well being and and the ability to connect with our with our fellow creation around us our relationship with nature what food we choose is actually telling us a lot about our character okay. so we choose we choose we uh, food that helps us to make us lighter stronger make us more happy, blissful in our nature what we, we eventually becomes our body mass eventually becomes a contributing to our energy ratios so basically choose food that makes you vibrant happy like what uh, like always. what like what sorry sorry you eat each food that makes you vibrant is very generic because you know okay i've become vegetarian but somebody else sitting for example uh, i don't know in the middle east or in south africa what food that they like makes is probably a non vegetarian meal so that's what i'm trying to get what are the foods that you feel from your experience i don't want to put anybody down but in your experience what are the foods that you think are right for us to maintain this yeah. purity of this yes. temple i'll give you very simple foods papaya for instance this is your gut okay that is where the problems of our life is fermented gut will be the major problems it relates to fogginess in the brain how you cannot have a great life if you have a fermented gut basic gut needs to be cleansed and purified okay so there has to be enough nutrient uh, variation which which is uh, encompassed for instance um, i'll give an example to you uh, the wholesomeness which comes from a say for instance a jackfruit okay it is so complete in itself we need to maintain alkaline so tender coconut even the white of that uh, the kernel part of it is nourishing so for instance people talk about uh, eating so much uh, protein which to empower themselves avocado is non dangerous protein it will come to you in a form where you will uh, it is enrich you it will help you so we need a mix of uh, all of i'm not saying only eat fruits i'm saying we need to have a combination the combination is very important so you should know that enough fiber is required enough uh, uh, amino acids uh, production is required so that means we need to balance so i feel that wherever you are born whichever country you are born whichever uh, place you are born that has got a seasonal food 
first can with that seasonal food in that particular area where you born what have you put inside your stomach for the first 7 years if you like formative years that is going to influence your genetic memory it influence your structure everything so if you want to make a radical change it's going to be difficult so there has to be a progressive method of getting to shift to a food that will help you become more alkaline that is the bottom line i'm not saying i'm not a dietitian i'm not telling you this is the only way you have to figure out you have to experiment unless by now we should have experimented to know what food will uh, truly make us more alive make us more uh, lighter for instance uh, banana which is kind of considered so ordinary banana has got tryptophan which is basically a chemical which will help to produce serotonin and dopamine melatonin what else do you want and people consider it so they would if you keep banana on one side potato chips on the other side what would you choose okay and then the other thing i want to ask you is again so we talk about exercise physical exercise you talk about diet okay and this is all released in relations to the science of yoga where does religion fit into yoga religion has no business to enter into the spirit we need the godliness is existing in every atom of existence everywhere in every dimension you don't have to by more and more purification you will discover the wholesomeness of this idea we don't need a, a, a tertiary medium to come in and tell us what to do it's everywhere if you feel love if you feel the bliss inside you would you actually stand in a queue to pray would you stand would you need to find a prayer place no that's okay yogi i'm not saying i come you know me i completely agree with you my question is does religion and yoga have a connect yes or no you see it's like um, what is culturing basically if for instance we are born in a forest we never seen uh, her any chant we have never seen uh, anybody doing prayers we have never seen a temple we have never seen a mosque or a church we don't know what religion is but does it mean that uh, we are deprived we are not deprived we are only feeling that when we start culturing in our certain way we connect with a certain chanting we connect with a certain way of uh, approaching life for instance the fact that the cosmos spoke to us in a language of sanskrit with a certain hymn that means the cosmos wants us to connect with him to to unlock this body it is giving us a gift vedas was a gift given to us it has nothing to do with religion veda is a science of unlocking this instrument to its cosmic source so if you call that religion it may be a choice of words but it is not religion it is a science so i believe that om namah shivaya people think it's hinduism no it is a science of unlocking this body to its nuclear capacity to its nuclear enrichment it is nothing to do with religion where does religion come because we feel there is i am different from you your god is different from me and i have to uh, minute you put yoga into that yoga is nothing to do with religion yoga is a science of unlocking the instrument to its blueprint so thank you i think you, you just answered the question that i asked you as my first question what is yoga and i think you answered it right at the end of this but i have a little surprise for you yogi prada uh, pradeep and i hope you don't mind me this a lot of people are going to be looking at you and saying like wow look at this guy he's enlightened some might be looking at you and saying like oh, what's he talking about it's rubbish 
and some might be looking at you and saying like hey it's work for him some going to work for us so i want to end this conversation by bringing a connect from all the different people around okay to how you are a part of them and how they are a part of you how we are all the same and how yoga beyond religions beyond nationalities beyond colors and races beyond of uh, dietary you know complications at the at, at the core of it is the science called yoga that is there so let me ask you a few questions and you've got to answer this in a rapid in a rapid round you can't you can't answer in sentences one words favorite music genre basic <laughs> music genre world fusion films or books right now it is films a walk in nature or a walk in a crowded city nature favorite food masala dosa do you do any sports right now martial arts has been way of uh, sporting being with a group of people or being by yourself in your thoughts meditating i've come here to serve so being with being with people is beautiful <laughs> dr pradeep ulal and yogi pradeep ulal it's been great talking to you you know now just at the end if people want to connect with you or they want to know more about uh himalaya kriya or even the kevala foundation how can they get in touch with you first and foremost i would um suggest everybody to first go and visit kevalafoundation.org and read end to end the full site you, unless they study this uh, website in detail they would not have a you know a good idea of what we do um then there are is a youtube channel of kevala foundation i would request people to spend a few days reading about uh, or uh, uh, re- watching those videos so that they understand from where i come what is my background what am i trying to in, in, you know inspire you with it's a science which is not described in just a few uh, glimpses it is uh, so deep that you will come you will have the relevance to this whole process i believe that kerala foundation is the uh, final calling for people who have finished all their circles of uh, so called uh, shopping no no but okay that's great and i'll also put the links into the description here yogi pradeep ulal dr pradeep ulal and my dear my dear dear pradeep thank you so much for talking to us it is always such an honor to be able to spend time with you not only on this podcast but as i said earlier i have the privilege to dial you whenever i want to and just be and have a moment of complete bliss of love of laughter you know of connect of alignment all the five things that you talk about i am privileged to be able to share that with you as and when i want so thank you so much for being on this podcast thank i do you, hope Igor. i do hope that my listeners will be able to benefit from this for their own sake and nothing else namaste namaste thank you tagore